Good afternoon, one and all, and welcome to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, a conversation about men at home, at work, and at play, with your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Every week, Doug is joined by fascinating guests who tell their own authentic stories and explore all that it means to be a man. And now, here's your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, moms and dads, boys and girls, for tuning in today to the last edition of the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. I'm coming to you on milehighradio.com, and it's like deja vu all over again, because the Mile High City extends beyond the actual borders, and I'm in the studios in Castle Rock, where I got my start in this web radio business more than two years ago. So um, excuse me if I'm uh, a little breathless and maybe a little uh, emotional, as I bring to close what has been a, a two-year epic ordeal, ideal time of, of simply um, trying to bring a message of um, involved fatherhood, of, of, of really raising issues of meaning about men and men's issues and fatherhood and, and relationships and, and kind of mushing it all together with other ideas and interests that I have and, and really trying to create a, a community of men and women who are interested in, in living life fully and in gratitude. Um, today, as I sign on, preparing to sign off for the very last time at the top of the hour. Uh, I want to begin, as I always do, and and really express my gratitude. And, and I call this my moment of gratitude. Um, I've been using a gratitude journal since about the time that I started the show, actually before I started this show. Uh, part of the process of using a gratitude journal is what brought me to uh, this show, just the reflection it provided me and the appreciation that I have had. Um, you know, when you, when you take time every day or most days to, to count your blessings, and actually the way I do is to write down up to five things I'm grateful for on a daily basis, it really helps me and, and those who do this. It helps us to realize um, I have so much to be grateful for. And, and so every week, um, as I came to this show and, and, and uh, soon after the engineer would open the mic, I would go into just, hey, here's what I'm grateful for this week. And then I'd put the question out to whoever, my engineer, my guest, uh, you, the listeners. And, and not only did it really, uh, as I've recounted on the air, um, serve to focus me, but it really helped turn things around in my life. And so, you know, I, at one point I, I did my whole moment of gratitude as a, um, I'm grateful for gratitude for all that it's done for me. Um, when I started this show, it was really, um, I wanted a way to, to voice the grateful dad, to embody the grateful dad, um, to, to really be the grateful dad on a weekly basis. And that's what this show has given me. And I'm, I'm so grateful, uh, for all that. And so my moment of gratitude this week is going to take up most of the show. I will get to a full circle fatherhood report 
and uh, where I go, where where I'm thinking we might be going for from here. I want to tell you about a new book that uh, is actually dropping today, so the timing is good. And uh, if you're in uh, Las Vegas uh, day after tomorrow, I'll uh, I'll sign it for you. Or actually, tomorrow night is the book signing in Las Vegas. And um, you know, if if they don't pull the plug or time doesn't run out, I I probably will end up recounting both the upsides and the downsides of having done this uh, radio gig for as long as I have. If, um, ooh, I didn't mean to, that's interesting. So um, if, if you want to, um, I'm not able to open the phone lines. Unfortunately, um, as beautiful as the new studios are, as Mile High Radio has uh, moved into wonderful studios in Castle Rock and is now part of the Velocity Radio Network, um, there's still a few things to be plugged in and hooked up and fired up. Um, but but if you're not able to, since you're not able to call in, um, I'll be monitoring um, Facebook today. And you know uh, a couple different places you can find me uh, on Facebook. My regular page is just my name, Doug Gertner. And um, my uh, show page is The Grateful Dads. That's plural. So on Facebook uh, slash The Grateful Dads is where you can find me today. I will also uh, invite you to tweet at me, and that is uh, my Twitter handle, Doug Gertner, just D-O-U-G-G-E-R-T-N-E-R, is where you will find me. And so feel free to, to you know, either what write on my wall if I can find my wall or, or post something um, to say hey. And uh, along the way, um, if you want to email me, I'll monitor Doug at the Grateful Dad. Dot org. So many different places and ways to uh, communicate today. And uh, thanks to uh, Jenny Jackson, who has already said, good luck to you, Doug. She's been a supporter and listener, and I appreciate hearing from Jenny and some other folks who have uh, liked the the post that said today is uh, the, the, the ultimate, the, the end of, of an era. So thanks to everybody who... Uh, was thoughtful enough to to weigh in on this. Rich Batten, Nancy Dickinson, so far. All right. The Grateful Dads, Doug Gertner on Twitter, Doug at thegratefuldad.org, all the places you can uh, communicate with me today. So I want to begin, as I said, with this very long uh, moment of gratitude that will take us uh, well into the show. And um, as you may not be surprised, but I think where I need to begin on all of this is um, <sighs> blame it on the geese, I always say. Greg Geeson. Um, many of you know Greg. He's uh, a fixture here on MileHighRadio.com. Um, Mondays at 3, so an hour after I sign off, he'll be signing on with uh, his usual good show. And um, Geese and I go back 20-plus um, years, and it was Greg who first approached me and said, I'm doing a web radio show, and you should consider doing one as well. And it took him years of uh, singing that refrain before I actually um, even entertained the idea. So... Um, I, I was at a particularly difficult place and, and in, in my life, and knowing it was time to do some rethinking, some rebranding, um, just just take the Grateful Dead and uh, run with it and see where that um, might take me. And 
I, I went and sat down with Greg Geeson because he's, you know, as you know from tracking him, he's a, a wonderful coach and resource in so many ways. And the first words out of his mouth were, do you know Captain Coy? And Captain Coy Theobald, uh, I'll be mentioning uh, shortly because uh, he's been uh, a guest on this show more recently. But he had a show at the time on the radio station formerly known as Castle Rock Radio, the the same station where Greg was broadcasting, the same studios, uh, generally where I'm coming from you today. And Greg said, Captain Coy has a show called Man Alive that sounds like it would fit with your uh, theme of The Grateful Dad. And... Um, Captain Coy had me, the Grateful Dad, Doug Gertner, on as his guest on the show, and um, I talked about involved fatherhood and gratitude and all the rest, and we had a, a good old time. Anybody who remembers the captain knows that he's a, uh, he's, he's a, he's a real personality and um, uh, just a, a, a real good man, and, and we had a great time. And I, I went back to Captain Coy after that, and I pitched him. I said, oh, this is very presumptuous, I know, but I said, Coy, you know, Oprah gave a start to Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, and I'd like to ask you to make me uh, your regular guest and give a start to um, The Grateful Dad. And after some negotiation, and there was a fee involved, because uh, as you may or may not know, web radio is pay to play, but um, you'd say I bought into a share of the Man Alive radio show and spent a number of months uh, coming in once a month and having a great old time on the air with Captain Coy. So I have geese to thank for that, as well as Captain Coy as well as some of my early coaches like Edgar Papke and uh, Guyon Gregory Long, both of whom later were guests on my show, coaching me in that direction. And, of course, the support of my beloved partner, Maggie, who said, hey, man, go for it. So I'm also grateful, besides to Geese and Edgar and Guyon and Maggie, I'm, I'm grateful to a guy who used to sit across the glass, the first guy who sat across the glass here. He went by the initials MT, and um, he helped me learn how to do a radio show and organize a radio show and I need to be grateful for him to that, um, having forgiven him for completely uh, going MIA, missing in action and bailing on me, because the start that he gave me, uh, as always, for a price, um, was, was really priceless in helping me to do uh, a radio show here. Um, uh, then there was a series of folks who uh, kept the station running after MT, a fellow named House, uh, who had a lot of enthusiasm and energy, um, the team of uh, Big Tony and Colleen, who uh, kept things going such as it was, um, a series of... Um, engineers after MT, including Tyson and Chris and Woody. I saw Woody today. He's uh, come back around the station making a great contribution. He's a radio professional who really um, has been uh, a good guy to get to know, and I hope that he can uh, maybe get on the air here and help this radio station uh, be as good as it is and get even better under these new circumstances. So grateful to uh, the folks who managed and manned and staffed the board here. Um, I want to give a, a particular uh, shout out of gratitude to a fellow who I assume is still on the air on Velocity Radio Network, uh, a fellow named Paul Rohr, who's, uh, oh, I guess maybe he has finally walked, but he was a fixture um, 
Paul Rohrer is a, an actor and a voiceover actor and uh, did a lot of my production uh, work for me early on. Um, if we get the right spots up during my break, you'll hear his voice on a couple of them, and um, you wouldn't know, but he, he engineered those. He also gave me um, a, a, several pep talks, which is to say, when I had questions about the revolving cast of engineers, he said, hey man, that's just showbiz, and uh, Whatever wisdom he brought to it, it did uh, help me at the time. So thanks to Paul Rohr, wherever he may be. Um, a big thanks, of course, with gratitude to uh, Mike and Cindy Cotsworth, uh, father-daughter team, who again had a, a show for many years on the uh, former CRR and um, took over the station. Cindy was my engineer for a long time and um, did a very nice job. So... Much, much gratitude. Um, I guess I'll say I'm grateful for um, the uh, poor management and deception of that former radio station that caused me to eventually leave um, amidst discovering that there was a lot of uh, deception and outright lying going on um, about things because um, the next person I'm grateful to and... uh, I think I've been talking long enough, so I want to bring him into the conversation. I always put him on the spot anyway, but I want to, in this long moment of gratitude, I want to say that I'm grateful to Haas. Um, Haas is the the owner, the engineer, and the guru, as I always call him, of MileHighRadio.com, but his roots go deeper, and so when I greeted him today in the new studios of MileHighRadio.com right here in Castle Rock as part of the Velocity Radio Network, my first words to Haas were, welcome home, because in a sense, he had a lot to do with there being this station here that he has since merged Mile High with, and MileHighRadio.com is now part of the Velocity Radio Network, but when we were broadcasting out of the Denver studios, and I stole away in the night from the Castle Rock station after finding out that I was being lied to and sold a bill of goods about some things that I should not have had to have discovered that way. Haas welcomed me and said, we have a spot for you, and I can even make it the same spot you've had Mondays at 1 p.m., and each week he, he you know, would sit and talk and, and with me and, and help me understand his vision, and there's a lot of things that we enjoy in common, and I always enjoy um, chatting and uh, learning from him, so... Um, I'm going to interrupt my moment of gratitude because it's just going to go on after this and say, Haas, I am grateful to you for the many months, um, over six months now, of uh, having me on MileHighRadio.com. And if there's anything that uh, you're grateful for today, I would invite you to join me in my moment of gratitude. Well, thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, It's always nice to have kind words spoken about you. at least your face. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a lot to be grateful for. I mean, on a, on a funny note, I guess, I, I'm grateful for technical difficulties because without those, I probably wouldn't have a job and <laughs> there wouldn't be any need for me to come in here. But, yeah, it gets frustrating. But, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for new opportunities. Uh, one of the things I had said several years ago when I left Castle Rock Radio was, like it or not, guys, Castle Rock Radio is and always will be part of my legacy. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're joined at the hip 
for that. Well, now I get a chance to come back and hopefully right the ship. And because there's a, a lot of people that really had a bad taste in their mouth because of the way they were treated, people like you, business owners and whatever. And uh, the new owners uh, at Velocity are stand-up people. Uh, I am terribly, terribly grateful uh, that uh, they were brought into my life by a mutual friend who you've already mentioned, Mr. Geeson, mm-hmm. better known as Geese. Uh, he he really needs to be a matchmaker, I think, uh, because that's <laughs> that's really what he does. Yes. But you know, I'm I'm really really grateful for the new opportunities uh, that lie ahead of me here, and I think we have a chance to do something really special, and with the team that we have together uh, right now and the team that we continue to build i i really believe we're going to do just that so it's been a pleasure working with you uh you i i will say have been the consummate professional you come in here you know exactly what you want to do uh every now and then we're able to do that uh all too often you know technical difficulties got in the way but you know that's i, I i've come to understand that tech technical difficulties are a part of this industry and always will be um, because there's computers involved because there's connections involved and sometimes part a doesn't want to talk to part b anymore because part b is is worn and and broken and, and whatever so it's learning to go with the flow and i'm doing that a lot better than i did in the early days of castle rock radio but uh it, it's still frustrating but uh you know i hope our paths continue to cross uh, I've I've truly enjoyed working with you. You keep me on my toes. I like that. So God bless you, my friend, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Haas, thank you. It's 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 really bittersweet, and and I'm going to admit something to you that um, if I had grabbed you before the show, I would have said I, I mentioned it to uh, Adriana, the new program director of Velocity Radio Network. Um, and there's a few people who know this already. I I had a. Um, a crisis of confidence, you know, after being very sure that, you know, when one door closes, another door opens, that you can't steal second until you take your foot off first, that, you know, in my gut, I know it's time to put the Grateful Dad Radio Hour on hiatus and open up some new opportunities. Um, when I saw all that was going on down here, when I saw, I came down and, and was a guest on the Father's Show on on Velocity with Mike Thompson and saw how... Uh, total, uh, you know, like that show on TV, um, you know, like like Extreme Makeover, they have turned this place into something that it never was when I used to come here and do my show. Um, and and I, I get emails from um, uh, Su- Susan um, Corriere. Corriere saying, you know, look at all the stuff that we're doing networking in the Social Buzz community. And I thought, am I making a bad decision? Am I stepping away right as things are getting good and the answer is yes and i know in my gut that what i'm doing is right and i'm not burning bridges you're still talking to me you know the 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 folks on the the velocity team have said we can you know talk about a return to the airwaves whenever you're ready so you know i know that my decision is is sound and i want you to know I had a long conversation driving uh, back from here a couple weeks ago with the aforementioned Edgar Papke, who's a, uh, a trusted coach and wise person in my life, 
to just make sure that I even went to uh, my holistic uh, health uh, care professional, Dr. Berger. You know, many people who've been my guests, I said, you know, can you help me talk through this? And everybody said, go with your gut. Uh, you're, you know, you're not burning any bridges. So I'm grateful. And uh, thanks for, for, you know, your, your kindness as well. A lot of people, um, their their sense of humor would be to kind of pick on me and and say oh you know you you're making the wrong decision buddy and and you'll it'll come back to bite you and you know you you're you're better at just letting me be me and we'll we'll see each other again one way or another so thank you to host um as i look back i'm grateful to the whole you know sort of way this show came together and and one more person who will show up um, in the uh, sort of litany of guests that I'm about to thank is is um, Jim Sharon, the um, editor of the Men's Anthology, because he was my one true longtime sponsor. The Men's Anthology, um, as you'll hear at the break, um, is, is 40 courageous men contributing to a book really telling the truth uh, in, in very soulful ways about what their life experience and their defining moments have been. And um, I contributed to that book, and um, it gave me a cornerstone for how I approach this show. Um, my, my essay was called uh, Full Circle Fatherhood, How I Lost My Mother and Became the Grateful Dad. And that was, um, it, it, that was you know, how the Full Circle Fatherhood Report and blog came about, and so... Um, I'm truly grateful to Jim for being my sponsor, and and it's always it's always been a good um, sort of relationship that we've had. Good to have at least one sponsor for my show, in addition to as you'll hear Emu Consulting, which is my uh, my business. So I, I'm really going back and reminiscing about two years worth of shows. It all began with what I called a a soft launch, so to speak, um, on. Um, November 21st of 2011, when uh, Chuck Alt, the uh, international training director of Boot Camp for New Dads, came in. Chuck was the guy who got me involved in fatherhood work. Chuck was there as the, the grateful dad came into being as a, as a mentor and a friend, a colleague, and, and somebody who opened up so many doors to me. And so I thought, you know, who better, who am I more comfortable with than Chuck to do sort of the soft launch of my show in November of 2011? And he came on, and to this day, I think the show would hold up because what Boot Camp does, it's the only prenatal class for first-time fathers that's a, a national movement. Most states and hundreds and hundreds of boot camps happening across the country and in, in foreign countries um, every weekend and week, bringing new dads into the fold through this really father-tested, hands-on workshop. And Chuck just came in and talked about that, and I'm so grateful to him for being there to help me ease into my first show. I followed that up next week with a a fellow uh, grateful dad named Tommy Maloney, who had published a little book uh, for divorced dads, and uh, Tommy had a background in professional radio as well. And made it really easy for me to to keep my new show rolling, my second show. Uh, so I'm grateful to my first two guests, Chuck Alt and Tommy Maloney. 
I always say that the anniversary of my show is um, December 5th, 2011. For some reason, after a couple of those you know, early shows with uh, Chuck and Tommy, I called my show with Edgar Papke, my first show. Edgar Papke is uh, an international thought leader in leadership, and his new book, True Alignment, um, just came out uh, late last year. Edgar was my uh, formal and informal coach for many years, including leading up to me making the decision to get on the air. And so I was so grateful for Edgar uh, and his willingness, because he's a traveling speaker. He's always on the road sharing his wisdom across the country and the world. For Edgar to come in on uh, the 5th of December in 2011 and be kind of my official launch, you know, where I had all my promos and all my uh, stuff ready to go um, to make the show sound fully professional. And uh, as you'll hear, Edgar came back a couple more times to help me celebrate my uh, time on the radio. Um, Soon after that, uh, Craig Nippenberg came in, and um, although he's a very successful and renowned family therapist in the greater Denver area, Craig came in, and what he talked about was um, uh, the Adventure Dad website that he set up, because um, at the time, he he just had one child, and he and his son Alex had been doing adventures. He was a single dad for a long time, and they'd been doing adventures since Alex was at a very early age, and they loved to do adventures together, and Craig is just a a real sweet guy, and and I loved his website. I used to post about my own adventures with my son, Jordy. And so uh, Craig came in to talk about Adventure Dads. Um, Toward the end of, in fact, the last guest of that first uh, part of the year in 2011 was the aforementioned Dr. Jim Sharon, who's a a therapist and coach in the Denver area. And um, Jim came in and talked about the men's anthology. And um, what a treat that was to have an author and editor um, and and to have the guy who was also one of my, um, you know, co-sponsors on the show. So that rounded out that first year. And as 2012 started, and 2012 was an amazing year, I'll say more about it. Um, my first show of the year was on the day after New Year's or, or the, the 2nd of January of 2012. And I thought, you know, not sure about listenership on this particular day after a holiday. Not sure that I want to really ask any guest to come in uh, so, soon, so soon after their holiday. So I tried my first uh, solo show, kind of like I'm doing today. I called it Father Time or Father Time. Or the idea was... Um, I, I, in my day job, um, my business, Emu Consulting, lets me uh, travel far and wide in this region and beyond to uh, do training and development in organizations. And my most popular topic is time management. You know, just how do I use the hours of the day? How do I set my priorities and plan my day to get the most out of every day and make sure that I'm really being true to myself and my values? And I can talk a lot about that and usually i take eight hours and do it as a day-long seminar and people you know are asking for more at the end of the day but i thought how could i do it in an hour's time and and maybe sort of turn it into a keynote speech so to get practice doing that i spent uh, january 2nd 2012 talking about time management on the air the following week, I was back with a live guest in the studio. It was none other than Marty and Molly, Molly Wingate and um, 
Marty Woodward, her uh, writing partner in a book called Slow Parenting. And this was before the book had come out. And we talked about the five attitudes of slow parenting. And I got them to coach me a little bit. It's really the, the full title of the book is Slow Parenting for Teens, the one parenting book that teens want their parents to read. And it is a great book and a great concept. And we'll circle back to it in a few minutes because they came back after the show or after under the show after the book came out but it was really fun to have molly and marty in the studio the first time that i had dual guests and uh authors as well the next week i was planning on having a fellow i wish you know he was listening today he may be out in san diego tyler uh oosterhaus as i like to call him the tattooed love boy he does amazing fatherhood work and he's uh what does he call himself uh um like a, a, a digital shaman or something like that. And I wanted him to come in and, and talk about his amazing work on all kinds of fronts. But because he was the employee of a particular county in Colorado, particularly, let's just say, conservative county in Colorado, one of the counties, in fact, that, wants to, that claims to want to secede from the state of Colorado because they think that uh, having um, gun safety as part of our laws is somehow makes it a, a, a bad state to be a part of. Go figure, you know, Columbine, theater shootings. Come on, Weld County. Oops. Anyway, Tyler was an employee up there, and he was told that he should not come on the radio with me, even if he was representing himself. So I had a quick switch, and I was able to bring in an amazing Colorado fatherhood advocate, the the grandfather of fatherhood work in Colorado, as I like to call him, Ken Sanders. The show was called Frontlines of Fatherhood. Ken's the founder of a bricks-and-mortar long-standing uh, a uh, place called uh, the Center on Fathering in Colorado Springs. And Ken, I'm so grateful that he came in on short notice and brought uh, a dad from his program with him. Boy, um, I, I have so many people to be grateful for, and I'm having so much fun reminiscing about... Uh, what it was like to, to do this show, and hopefully you're kind of interested in, in recalling these with me, but as we get to the bottom of the hour, um, I've always asked uh, Haas to play a, a series of kind of spots to just uh, break up the show, and uh, so when I get the uh, secret sign that engineers give to folks behind the mic that they're ready to go, um, we'll go to a little break, and when we come back, um, I want to just continue to run through and and remember who was here and tell you who you missed, and just just a little teaser on all this, if I may. If you if if you wish, you could hear some of these shows. You didn't hear them at the time, and um, some of the archives from the old shows on Castle Rock Radio are not currently available on their archive site. When we come back. I will tell you um, how you can get a hold of these archives and listen to the shows I've been mentioning and many more. You're listening to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour on MileHighRadio.com, now part of the Velocity Radio Network. This is my last show. I'm Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Stick with me. I want to reminisce and recall, but right now, we're going to pay some bills. We are back. This is the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, the ultimate edition of it. Uh, last week, I sent out my um, 
my e-blast, and I've just so appreciated folks uh, being there for all of the uh, publicity and, and marketing that I've sent out. And, and I said last week that, that it was my penultimate show, and it was a, it was a rerun of, of my, uh, I guess, my last live show. But um, penultimate is a word that uh, I learned from my father, right? It means second to the last kind of thing, the one before the ultimate. And um, just like so many things, it makes me think of my late father, um, who has been, you know, in his own way, an inspiration for this show and my men's work in the world. And uh, say a little bit more about that when I get to my uh, full circle fatherhood report, uh, just before we wrap up at the top of the hour. But right now I'm in my extended moment of gratitude as this my final show. Um, I'm really Naming everybody who's ever been on the show, Chuck Alt, Tommy Maloney, Edgar Papke, Craig Nippenberg, Jim Sharon, uh, the slow parenting authors, Molly and Marty, Ken Sanders, and um, the end of January in 2012, um, Ray Merenstein came into the studio. The show was titled Being Shira's Dad, and, and what a powerful uh, discussion we had. Um, Ray is the father of three, and he's an amazing man in his own right for the work that he does fundraising for amazing, uh, amazingly good causes in Denver and, and way beyond. But Ray's third child, his daughter Shira, was was born with some real challenges from birth, and it really it challenged Ray and his wife Ilana and um, their two older kids, um, Ellie and Hannah, that, to, to really pull together as a family. And I wanted to talk to a dad about what it was like to be the parent of a child who had special needs from birth. And it was a really heartwarming story. I also had a guy call in, an international journalist, a guy who worked in war zones around the world named Johnny Dwyer. And I had read a piece he did in, um, I think, uh, Men's Health or Men's Journal, one of those men's magazines that I had free subscriptions to. And Johnny had talked about getting the news that uh, his daughter was not um, developing as she should be, and that that uh, became the telltale for a, a congenital um, uh, a health problem that, that they were dealing with. And so that was a fascinating conversation, Ray and Johnny, in uh, January of 2012. From there, Ray Lynn Maloney came in, uh, a psychologist practicing in Denver who talked about her book on mindful parenting. Uh, I loved the show for Valentine's Day, my first year uh, in 2012. Gayla Wick, uh, who, who has a, a great book out um, about how to find the love of your life. And Gayla came in and we talked about what men and women want in relationships. Um, not long after that, I had Craig Abramson in. Um, and Craig is a comedian. Uh, I mean, he's really a... a, a, a engineer and a sales guy but what he really loves to do is um, stand up comedy and we had a lot of fun um, at the end of February in 2012 Jeff Van Coten came in um, in early March of 2012 as a live guest in the studio with me he's a speaker and um, talks about resilience partly about his own path and journey um, struggling much of his life with which what he, he he learned later in life was was bipolar or used to be called manic depressive and um, it was an inspiring conversation with Jeff Van Coten that brought us up to uh, March 12th of 2012, and what made that show different was it was the first time 
that a guest did not come into the studio, but rather called in. My guest that day was Ilan Shamir, the tree man, um, the founder of YourTrueNature.com. If you've not been there, you need to check out uh, what they do, what they're about, and the products. But Ilan just told amazing stories about his life, one of the most compelling ones I had him recount. I asked uh, him to tell us what he had written about uh, when he contributed to the men's anthology. And um, Ilan talked about... Um, have, uh, trekking across Iceland uh, as a young man and almost uh, succumbing to uh, the, the, the elements when he ran into an unexpected storm and then finding this, this shelter, this hut right out in the middle of nowhere that uh, really saved his life. Um, uh, just as an aside, I'm doing research right now on Iceland because I'm going to take my family there this summer. And that those are actual things that you will find apparently all over Iceland in remote places are these emergency shelters. They, they make a point in the guidebooks I'm reading of saying, you can't just come and camp in these, but if they're there if you need them. And Elon's story of discovering one of those when he most needed it is a very powerful story from a very powerful storyteller. Another very powerful guest came in next week. Chris Natsky is his name. And in March of 2012, uh, this black belt in martial arts came in and talked about how to apply those principles to our own leadership. He actually inspired me, and I made some changes in my own life as a result of that show. So what I want to say about all these guests is um, it was never clear how many people were, were listening to my show. I'd get a little bit of feedback from time to time, and it turns out I got some bogus numbers claiming at one point 15,000 people were either listening live or downloading it in any given week or streaming it after the fact. I can't believe that, but I do believe that every one of these guests taught me something and enriched my life. Um, the next guest was my stretching beyond kind of men's issues and personal parenting, fathering, fatherhood kinds of issues, um, although I tried to tie it in. But David Akerson came in. David Akerson is a, a, trained as a lawyer, and um, many years before he was my guest in April of 2012, he sold his law practice in Denver, picked up his family, moved to um, – Originally, I don't know if, if they were in Rwanda or Tanzania, but I knew they did settle in Tanzania because Rwanda was too hot. But what they, they went there for was David was hired by the United Nations to be a uh, special prosecutor against the war crimes for the genocide in Rwanda. And this was not long after uh, Kony 2012, and um, it came to, to light, if you're familiar with that. And um, David and I had a big talk about Africa and also what it was like to bring his family there. Fascinating stuff. Back to men's issues uh, in a big way the next week with my guest, uh, John Mariner. He's a renowned family therapist in Denver, and uh, we talked about uh, some of his theories and experience counseling men in relationships with both partners and also with themselves. John Mariner, an amazing guest. Uh, my next guest was in some ways perhaps the most quote-unquote big-name person I uh, had on in all my years, you might say. Um, I, I knew that I had hit the big time when Greg Geeson said, hey, you've hit the big time, right? My guest name uh, that week was Dottie Lamb, and if you've been around 
Colorado long enough, you remember Governor Dick Lamb. That would make Dottie the first lady of Colorado for many years. A journalist. She uh, had a regular column in the Denver Post and still shows up there. And we talked in particular not only about her amazing story of how she and her husband came to be the uh, governor and first lady of Colorado, but then we talked about uh, some things that had intrigued her most recently. Uh, she had written a <laughs> she had written a column in the Denver Post about why middle-aged men were using testosterone to try to keep their edge and uh, fascinating conversation with Dottie, as you can imagine. An author uh, and storyteller in his own right, Robert William Case, uh, came in the next week and we had a nice conversation he read from his book. And then um, for for Cinco de Mayo, it was actually held on May 7th, but to celebrate Cinco de Mayo uh, uh, 2012, I had an amazing guest, a, a scholar, author, musician in his own right named Ramon Del Castillo came in, and we uh, talked about and celebrated a mutual friend of ours, a man, uh, the late uh, Trinidad Sanchez Jr., who had been an amazing Latino poet, and we shared some of uh, Trino's poetry, and we talked about our memories of him and how we'd known him and how he was taken too soon. Um, maybe my first sort of uh, cross-cultural show that week in uh, May of 2012. Followed that up uh, with something that, that uh, really helped me keep uh, Judaism as one of the themes of my show. Rabbi Stephen Booth and Dov joined me in the studio on May 14th, 2012, and we talked about men's rites of passage. Um, you know, all ancient civilizations brought men into manhood with a with a with uh, some kind of a rite of passage, and other than um, maybe the walkabout in some indigenous uh, cultures down under in Australia and a little bit still in some Native American communities um, or, or um, some uh, reclaiming of these in certain small ways that Rabbi Booth uh, had been involved with, we talked about the necessity of... Um, of, of bringing men into manhood, of mentoring them, and how Judaism still, to some extent, has that in the form of the bar mitzvah uh, ceremony and training process that young boys go through at the age of 13. So it was good to talk to my friend and one of my many rabbis who teaches me so much, Rabbi Stephen Booth Nadav, um, a week later, I had somebody who I've learned a lot from over the years as well. Her name is Jessica DeGroot, and she is the uh, founder and and uh, really the visionary leader of something called the Third Path Institute in Philadelphia and, and nationwide. Uh, Third Path Institute, if you check them out online, you'll learn about an organization that really supports shared care parenting and helping parents integrate their lives and their work in order to really be the kind of parents they want to be and that their kids need while also maintaining the responsibility and the leadership that they need to to keep uh, vital in their work. And so Jessica DeGroot, um, I'm so grateful to her for having been my guest, and uh, she's also been an influence on me, and, and she has a call coming up on Thursday if anybody's interested. It's kind of the uh, Valentine's Day love call. How do you keep the love alive while being, a, a you know, oftentimes a, a couple both of you working and parenting together, and I'm delighted that she invited me and my beloved partner, Maggie, to be a couple of the uh, voices on that call. So Third Path Institute, if you want to learn more about Jessica's work, uh, she was a wonderful guest. I had next 
after that, on June 4th of 2012, an incredible guest. Uh, he was uh, appointed to me by Jeff Van Coten. His name was Ernie Jackson, and uh, Ernie wrote a book called Quentin's Messages. Um, tragically, Ernie lost his youngest son in a really, what you'd just have to call a freak accident, and uh, he recounted that for us and how he's never stopped communicating with Quentin even after Quentin was gone. The next week I had another, maybe not quite as big a name as uh, Dottie Lamb, but maybe bigger, the largest selling fatherhood author in the world, Armin Brat called into the show. Um, if you haven't heard of Armin Brat, you need to look at all the various books he's written, pick up a few. Um, they are the biggest fatherhood books. And then I loved the next conversation that I had on uh, June 18th with Greg and Allison Bishop in 2012. Greg is the founder behind Boot Camp for New Dads. Remember, Chuck Alt, my first guest, is the international training director. But Greg is the founder of that. And with his wife and partner, Allison, they've even started a boot camp for new moms. A lot of wisdom and great experience. Um, at that time. So, um, boy, we're barely into that first year, but the next guest I had, again, on some scale, was as big as they get, although not that many people may know who Bob Brandon was. He wrote one of the first books about uh, male gender role uh, development called The 49% Majority back in um, the early 70s. Bob Brandon came on to talk about his seminal work in uh, men's studies and to help me promote... Um, a month later, the National Organization for Men Against Sexism, or NOMAS, uh, we did uh, a remote for the conference, uh, right from the conference that was held in Denver. Followed that up with a sort of a remote broadcast where I called in from Michael Arlosky's World Headquarters in Fort Collins um, there and um, talked about uh, the coaching that Michael does. The next week, I had a call in from Ken Solon, author of Act Like a Man. Um, the next few weeks were in preparation for the Whole Man Expo. We had Richard uh, Eidlin in talking about the triple bottom line, Randy Ferguson about higher courage, and then Jim Sharon came in to talk about marriage and the Whole Man Expo. What happened after that? Oh, Dave Block called in for National uh, Grat International Gratitude Day. He's the gratitude guy. And then Guyon Gregory Long came in in September of uh, 2012 with his drum and his stories. And uh, what a good time we had. I was grateful to Cindy that day for actually being able to mic up Greg's drum and story. On, um, on, on November... On, uh, I'm sorry, October 1st of 2012, I, hi, Melissa Forrester, thanks for listening back in Toledo, Ohio, just like you remember my voice, huh? Hey, uh, I, I called the show on the 1st of uh, October of 2012, I called it Obama-rama, and uh, this is where I said I might get a little uh, inappropriate today, which is to say that the station at the time that I was on it was um, being run by um, some folks who I will just say um, they, they, they were, um, you know, right-wing nuts. They, they would get on every day and diss the president, and it was very, um, well... You know, it, it was subtle uh, racial hatred in addition to a lot of uh, conservative drivel. And I thought, hey, I pay for my show. I can say whatever I want. And I spent the whole day talking up the great things that the president had done in his first term. You may recall when he took office um, in 2009, we were in an awful uh, recession. And the, the things that he did to start the year and, and um, really 
turn things around are bearing out now. And I did have uh, Richard Idolin called in. He was one of the only people I knew who had been at the uh, Democratic convention, and it was nice to hear from him. So that was fun to do my Obama-rama uh, a month before the president was reelected. The Slow Parenting authors came in that uh, October to talk about their new book, uh, followed it up with Dave Avrin and his book, The Gift in Every Day. He's pretty amazing. Uh, what an amazing guest. Sarah Plummer, just roll with it. You know, she's a veteran of uh, the Marine Corps, several tours of duty in, in Iraq, and she has an amazing story to tell. And then in November of 2012, uh, Probably the month I'm most proud of. It was my uh, Men's Health Month. It started out uh, with Movember, if you know the Men's Health, the international campaign where uh, men grow mustaches during the month of Movember to promote men's health, specifically attention to uh, prostate and testicular cancer and men's mental health as well. The next week of Men's Health Month, I had my uh, healer, the guy who saved my life, Dr. Alan Berger from confluencewellness.com. Uh, he came in and talked about alternative men's health. We had men, uh, man therapy in the next week talking about a great uh, public information campaign that uh, happened throughout the Denver area to help men realize that um, one way to counteract their depression is to get help, to seek therapy, that it's not unmanly to ask for help when you're feeling depression. And then we ended Men's Health Month with um, the PSA debate, all about prostate health with uh, a a urologist friend of mine named Dr. John Masudi. That brought us up to December, and it was my first anniversary, and Edgar Papke came back to celebrate with me. We talked about the season of gratitude, and I'm so grateful that David George Brook, the Brooker, that gratitude guy, came on, and then ended that year with an amazing show with Jason Gaddis, G-A-D-D-I. S-J-A-Y-S-O-N. Google Jason Gaddis if you want to read some amazing blogs. We talked about one of his blog posts that was even picked up by um, the Good Men Project called 10 Signs I'm Disconnected from Myself and My Body and the People in My Life. And that was a very powerful discussion to end 2012. The year 2013 began, and what a treat it was. Uh, my teacher, Rabbi Jack Gabriel, came into the studio with his guitar, and um, we had just you know a holy time together. Dr. Bill Ryan called in the next week, uh, a couple weeks later, talked about doing therapy and working from the heart. We talked about the At-Home Dads Conference. We followed it up with Dr. Kent Drummond talking about metrosexual, metrosexuals and beyond. I had... Uh, I took the month of uh, February 2013 off. It was just a year ago that I lo lost my dad, but I came back with, um, Kent, with Kent Drummond, with Gayla Wick and Graham Phoenix talking about men, women, and love. Lisa, uh, Lisa Armenta called in to talk about her book, Gentle Good Night. Oh, we had fun with the watchdogs. Uh, dads of great students came into the studios um, in March of 2013 to talk about their national program, getting dads into the schools. And we had an actual watchdog in the studio. That was pretty cool. And then for April Fool's Day, my show uh, last year... Uh, fell on April Fool's Day, and so I had uh, comedian Ron Feingold call in, and we had a lot of fun with that. I did a solo show, uh, my only my second real solo show ever, uh, talking about the rewards of gratitude, and you can read about those um, on my website at thegratefuldad.org, and if you go to the shop there, you can actually pick up my Grateful Dad's Journal of Gratitude, where I talk more about it and give you a chance to get the same rewards I have by journaling every day. 
Another guy I consider big time because he's a national and international speaker is Dr. Michael Kimmel, and he called in on uh, tax day last year to talk about his amazing book, Guy Land, and just his all of his amazing work. He's written over 20 books about men and masculinities. He's a teacher, a mentor, and a friend of mine. What a great call. Pinch hitting uh, a week later was Will Housley talking about Baby's First Ride. Thank you, Will, for coming in and talking all about um, the program that makes sure that every baby who leaves uh, Exemplar Hospitals leaves in a car seat that you help install. I finally got the dating dad, Eric Elkins, on with me May 20th of last year. He's uh, a writer and a blogger and uh, recounts his blogging as a single father. Um, which is really, really cool. And then the next week, again, another touch with, uh, you know, big name, fame. I called the show The Real Beatles, and I talked for uh, the first part of the show with my friend, Beatleologist, Beatles scholar, Todd A. Prusen from Atlanta. But throughout the show, I had my magical mystery guest in the studio with me, and she turned out to be none other than Kyoko Cox Ono, who is uh, Yoko Ono's daughter and was step-parented by John Lennon and hung out with the Beatles and the rest of the gang. And so that was a fun day talking about the Beatles the, as men and family members. Then I went off, uh, traveled around Israel, Palestine, Jordan, and the Holy Land for a few weeks. And when I came back, I was so moved by the trip that I uh, did what I called the Holy Land Journal and just recounted my trip and talked a little bit with Rabbi Brant Rosen, who we will reprise in just a minute if I uh, can keep talking about who I'm grateful to. Um, Ron Feingold came back live in the studio with acapella comedy. I talked to filmmaker Dana Glazer. And then I um, jumped ship and I found myself at Mile High Radio with uh, a series of really great shows, including uh, talking to Sam Sappington about um, counseling men who uh, had returned from the war. I talked to Rabbi Brant Rosen more about the Holy Land. Um, Sam came back another time to talk about uh, can gay and straight men be friends. Uh, Bobblehead dad Jim Higley called in. John Penberthy talked about his book To Be or Not To Be, um, the B book. Um, Mike Thompson came in to talk about Black Men Rising and Abby Ferber called in to talk about White Man Falling. Um, soulful marriage and various things to warm us up for the uh, whole man expo Um, and then finally I did a final show as I mentioned with Edgar Papke so that about does it for my long memory of gratitude for these shows I would always follow my moment of gratitude with the full circle fatherhood report so let me just end up by saying this um I've come full circle in so many ways. I now have come full circle as a father as I see that my son, oh, Melissa, can you believe this? My son turns out to be me. The nice thing is that I see the best of me and his mother in him, and he's not growing up in the kind of messed up home I was, so he's turning out to be a real mensch, a really good guy. I've come full circle in that this state is about a year after I lost my father, who really was part of the impetus for this show, and I've come full circle in that I'm back in the studio where I started doing radio. So where do we go from here? As, uh, <clears throat> as, as uh, MLK once put it, chaos or community? 
I've got a new website that'll be up soon, and I'll archive all of my radio shows. So just uh, maybe put a little bookmark to thegratefuldad.org, and uh, I'll let you know when that new website is up, and you can listen to other radio. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I've been approached by Radio Free Nachlaot. That's a, a web radio station out of a neighborhood in Jerusalem. And they said, well, we'd like to run your Grateful Dad show. And I said, well, I don't know how that would work, but thank you, and let's talk. I'm also training to get on the air to play music at KGNU Radio. I'm grateful to both Castle Rock and Mile High Radio for letting me play music on the air. And I'm really delighted to announce the launch of my new book. It's called The Grateful Dad's Guide to the First Year of Fatherhood, How to Parent Your Newborn with Passion, Joy, and Gratitude. You can get it at my website, thegratefuldad.org slash shop. And that's where you will find uh, the ability to order it. Or if if you're in Las Vegas tomorrow, I'll be at the 15th Annual National Fatherhood and Families Conference. And I'll be signing copies and talking about my book there. This has been an incredible opportunity for me um, to bring the Grateful Dad to voice and become more clear on who I am as the Grateful Dad. My monologue, I was so grateful each week the Full Circle Fatherhood Report would become a blog, so it got me writing. My moment of gratitude really showed up in producing a gratitude journal and... um, Just the visibility, the credibility, the reliability that said, I am a broadcaster getting to talk on the air, play music, which is also my passion. I'm not going to bother with the downsides because when it's all said and done, it's been a great experience and I remain the Grateful Dad. Grateful to everybody I've mentioned today for making it possible to be on the radio. It's been a really good run. I've learned a lot. I've become more focused personally and professionally. I mean, really, this pulled me out of a funk. Uh, You know, just having to be here every week was a decision I made that got me going and, and made my life better. And I hope in some small way it enriched and enhanced the lives of anybody who listened or or got to come on and tell their story. I'm in a better place than I was two years ago when I started this. I've kept busy, and now I'm going to try something new again. I'm going to dance in the moment and uh, see what life is like without radio. So to the strains of some uh, Grateful Dead music that I always ask us to play as I go out, I'm going to thank everybody for listening all these years. I'm going to thank Haas for engineering my final show. Don't count me out until you see me again. I'm Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dead. I want to remind you to be grateful, and I'll meet you back on the airways at some point. Stay tuned. Stay grateful. Stay in touch. Bye now. Bye.